the Forward Together podcast from Hollywood Trust with Paul Gosling and Jared Dean. Welcome to the Forward Together podcast. Uh, my name is Jared Dean, joined as always by Paul Gosling. Paul, how are you today? I'm fine as always. Good stuff. So this podcast is produced by Hollywell Trust and funded through the Community Relations Council. And this is the last in our current round of interviews and the last in the series um, of conversations that you had, Paul, with local writers who've examined the past, if you like. So who's the interview with today? Yeah, this is the the, the, the third of the second batch of uh, podcast interviews. And this is with Freya McClements. And she is one of the series of writers who've written about the events of the Troubles. And she is with Joe Duffy, co-author of Children of the Troubles, that's about to be published, which is looking at the stories of the children who died in the Troubles. And I think it's worth pointing out that um, while we had lost lives, which is this compendium of the people who died during the Troubles, there were people who died who were not included in that because their deaths weren't recognised as being Troubles deaths. So yeah. they actually, they, they flew from flew out of you know events in the Troubles. So, uh, I mean, I have to say this is really quite a, an upsetting interview in the sense that we're dealing with issues that are very raw, the deaths which are very raw for the families involved. And uh, I think it's very important that we, that we hear these stories um, and that, in a sense, I think it's part of the process of rehumanising the events of the Troubles mm. because, in a way, people were able to kill because they dehumanised the people who died. And actually listening to the humanity of the stories of the children who died does remind us of what happens when you have conflict. Mm. Yeah, indeed. And Freya talks about that challenge, that listening, and um, if you like the objective view that you have to take as a journalist to, to impart the story um, rather than be part of the story and the challenge that she had in doing the book. Absolutely, and, and Freya tells one particular uh, story about how she was interviewing people in Belfast and she's returning afterwards to Derry and she couldn't stop herself crying while mm. driving back and had to pull off to to stop driving so that she could continue the journey safely. And I think that, you know, it, it, it's, it's a telling issue. And in a sense, it goes back to the difficulties that journalists had during the Troubles where yeah. a lot of those drank too much, not simply because they were bored uh, and away from home, but because actually the, the trauma of being a journalist, trying to be objective, to try to sell the story truly, was something which a lot of people found very difficult in exactly the same way as the people who died in their family found things very difficult, which is why we've still got this this legacy of mental health difficulties yeah. in Northern Ireland and such a high suicide rate, which clearly is related to the, 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 the events of the Troubles. Yeah. Uh, Freya touches on the importance of telling the stories, of honouring the lives that have been lost as well. But doing that in a really... I'm taking the utmost care in doing that, the importance of quality when it comes to this work. Absolutely. You have to give the people the opportunity to tell their story. You have to be sensitive to what they're saying. And you have to recognise... And this, of course, is the theme that we've heard throughout this series of interviews we've been doing, the fact that people feel that their loss has not been acknowledged, that the, mm. pe the, the deaths of the people that were close to them, it was just you know not even a footnote in the history books that actually those lives were lost for no purpose, without recognition, 
and the the grief that it caused has never been fully acknowledged by society as a whole and i think that is the message that we're hearing from so many people that actually when we look to try and heal our society we need to do so in ways that acknowledge the hurt and the 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 contribution of the lives of the people that left even even where those lives were very young when they were lost yeah um I suppose just before we hear from Freya, the last thing that I think is important to highlight is the importance of time and the fact that a lot of these stories are only possible to be told now because of the passing of time. But equally, they have to be told now because people are dying. And unless we are able to honestly tell the story of what happened in the past, then actually it's going to be lost. And the sense of which we have to have some objectivity around the, the events of the past in order to deal with them and to learn from them to, to build a stronger society in the future, I think that is really an important message. Okay, well, let's hear the conversation that you had with Freya. I'm now joined by Freya McClant, who is the Northern Correspondent of the Irish Times, but more relevantly for this interview, she's also co-author of Children of the Troubles, which will be published fairly soon, and she is writing that with Joe Duffy. Freya, thank you very much indeed for doing this. Um, This conversation is a bit difficult in a way because it's quite personal, because it's about dealing with the past. And you've obviously done a lot of research dealing with some of the worst cases of the Troubles. How's that research affected you on a personal basis? Um, You know, there's been times when it's been really difficult. um, And I I always sort of hesitate when I say that because you immediately follow that up with, you know, that I'm very aware that it's not about me you know so so in a sense and I think as a journalist particularly you know your focus is always that it's not about you it's about the person that you're speaking to and it's about how you then convey you know their experiences or what they say to the world um but I mean there were times when we we were doing maybe several interviews in in a day with with people who had lost children I mean I mean if if you think of what might happen to you in your lifetime you know to 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 lose a child is is probably the worst thing that can happen um and to lose a child in 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 violent circumstances I mean I mean sometimes unimaginably just terrible terrible circumstances and you might be sitting down with the mother or father of this child who who has has maybe never before spoken to anybody who's maybe been been carrying you know the hurts and the trauma of and the grief of this for for 40 years for nearly 50 years in some cases um and you 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 know you have to give something of yourself to that to that as well you know um and when when you're doing as we did so many interviews over over a relatively short period of time period of time most of the interviews were conducted over about a, a six month period so we would have done sometimes maybe one in the morning and one in the afternoon that kind of thing uh and there, there was one moment in, in particular and I'd been um talking to a couple of people were talking to, in particular, the mother of a little baby called Angela Gallagher. He was an 18-month-old who was um, killed by a ricochet um, bullet uh, in Belfast right at the very, very start of, of the Troubles. She was Her sister had her by her hand and she was she was walking. They were walking to go and get sweets uh, and there, there was um, sort of shooting going on between the IRA and, and, and the British Army at the time uh, and one of these bullets ricocheted and, and, and hit little Angela. Um, and... and so the, the, this was in Belfast and I was driving back up the road to Derry and, and, and the tears were just coming down my face as I was driving along the road um, and I actually had to pull over and, and, and stop and, 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 I, and I was again I was conflicted with this the, these things of you know well you know wh- why am I crying you know this isn't about me this is about about them you know look at what they've gone through but I, I think if it didn't affect you on some sort of a human level I think you wouldn't be human and I think it's really important you know to bring that empathy 
to, to what you do. Um, you know, how you deal with that yourself maybe then is, is, is a different question. But I think in, in the book, I think that will, will, will come through because you, you feel like in a way you've got to know all of the children and it's been very much focused. I mean, we've done interviews with just shy of 100 families um, who lost children um during the troubles um and you, you feel like you know them and i think the, the the thing above all is that you want to do them justice and to do their stories justice so how did you cope um I, you know, I, I don't really know i mean I, I, again i'm i'm sort of reluctant to, to focus it on me because you know again i'm, I'm very aware you know it's, it's not about me and, and, and about joe i mean we, we, we're just the, the conduit in a sense you know um through which, which we go through this uh i mean at one point I, I did go and talk to somebody um, because I could just feel it, it was almost that I could feel the weight of it uh, pressing on me um, and being able to go and go and talk about it just enabled me to to, 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 to let that out, out in a sense and, and I think it's it, it's that balance between again you know as a journalist you feel like you need to be impartial you know you you, you are impartial it's it, it, it's not about you it's about it's about the story you you know you are not are not the focus and I think there's a sense in journalism that you know you're, you're used to reporting on really difficult stories you're used to reporting on, on really tough things I mean I would have been um you know I suppose 15 years you know you, you've been out at, at, at stories that are difficult or, or things that stick in your mind and, and I sort of said to a friend I said you know um you know I, I kind of feel this is stupid you know I'm a journalist you know you're supposed to be able to go out and and um you know, you know, you know, do difficult stories and come back, and it's okay. And they said, well, you know, what are you talking? About? That's stupid. You know, you're, you're, of course, you're a person. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, get over yourself. Go and talk to somebody. You know, mm. um, you know. So, so I, I did, and I mean, and that, that, that really helped. And I think it also helped in, in terms of sometimes of expectations because you can put a lot of pressure on yourself as well because you really want to make sure you do everybody justice and you do the families justice. Um, and actually, at, at the end of the day you know you have to kind of take a step back from that and say well look you know you know I, we're, we're doing what we're doing and, and and this is um you know I mean I'm confident and Joe is confident this is going to make a real contribution to you know to, to your understanding of the troubles and hopefully to that discussion about where, where we go from here so um that you know that 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 is that is the achievement um in a sense I hope um and um so putting too much pressure on yourself in terms of you know things like things in your head like um making sure you do it justice you know you need to try and take a step back from just and say you know i can stand over this everything in this we can stand over and it, it's been done it's been done well and it's been done properly and it's been done done correctly and I, I know for example some of the victims groups that we were in, in touch with were, were really 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 happy with how we handle things like the interviews and the contact with families and that's that's you know uh, that's wonderful as well actually to get that 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 i suppose vote of confidence confidence from them but just to finish on the aspect of how it affected you personally I mean in a sense what you're talking about is comparable to what all those generations of war correspondents who came to Belfast in particular during the troubles and that with many of whom resorted to alcohol which of course was quite similar to what the population as a whole did in terms of coping with the troubles but hopefully we're now entering a more reflective period and perhaps the approach needs to be more reflective on that basis where you know we use professional counseling services for people who are still traumatized by events 
Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, th I think that's absolutely right. And again, families over and over would say things like, you know, um, there, there was nothing, you know, there was no counselling back then, you know, um, how did family members cope? Um, you know, it was it was through alcohol, uh, you know, the, the, the just anecdotally, I mean, the prevalence of kind of mental health issues within families, you know, is, 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 is really significant. Um, so, so I think that that distance, I think, is a really key thing because people, families would always make the distinction between that there was nothing back then, um, but there are families now who maybe lost a child 30 or 40 years ago, who are only now feeling that they are at the point where actually they can go and do something about it or go and talk to it, talk to it, talk about it. Um, so I think I think that's really significant. And I think that idea of, of it being more reflective, I think is definitely true because um, it, even to do a book like this and to do a project like this, I, I think it would have been difficult to do even 10 years ago. I think, I mean, the last child and, and we take child as being 16 and, and under so that so by our criteria the last child who was killed was Michael McIlvain in 2006 so you've got there's a 13 year span there and I think that time does get it, it, it's just it's about giving space you know and giving space to reflect and, and, and to I suppose talk about things that really haven't been talked about and I think that's a key thing as well you know this kind of thing wasn't talked about and, and there are families who would say things like you know until it came to our door you know we didn't really know anything about the troubles and you were aware it was going on but we didn't pay attention to it because you were just concentrating on living you were concentrating on raising your family you were concentrating on keeping them out of trouble and then suddenly you know there's a bomb or there's or something happens and and, and it suddenly um it, it comes to their door um in a sense so i think there was the element of that keeping going um and now because we are in more peaceful times i think that, that there's that space and there's that ability to reflect and i think there's also in some cases there there, there there's there's the importance of acknowledgement and i think that was one of the big things about the book compared to what i do sort of day to day and as a journalist um there were families who would say look we have never spoken to anybody before but because this is a book we want this down down in the book because it's going to be a record um of the children and we want people to know and, and i mean there there are mothers and fathers siblings out there who are, who are really elderly now you know in 10 years time they're not going to be here um so there there's a there's a merit i think to get in that down on print because the now. timing is has to be now in a way doesn't it yes you're right of course that you can be more reflective because the troubles have ended but on the other hand people are dying and people's memories are then lost yeah yeah exactly and i mean again from a from a journalistic point of view even just to have those down um in paper i think is is really key and one of the things we've tried to do is is make it almost um a celebration is not entirely the right word but we, we we've tried to to convey um something about each of each of the children make it about them and about them as people and about you know people who who lived and who were loved and who you know they messed about and they played games and, and you know all those kind of things that make childhood what it is um and again that that's part of that you know that's a really important part of, of acknowledgement you know and, and, and I think in, in everything that we talk about um at the moment in terms of legacy and where, where we go and obviously you know there, there are families who want um justice which is you know, a movable term, you know, the families who talk about wanting the truth, but there are also there are families who just simply want acknowledgement. You know, mm. they want on a really basic level for people to know that, you know, their son or daughter, you know, lived and, and died and, and shouldn't have died. And that that's really, really powerful, I think. And it seems actually from the people I've spoken to as if there's there's two levels of grief. There's the there's the the loss of someone who is very dear, very close, but then the offence that that wasn't acknowledged, that what they weren't 
recognized as a person they were perhaps a statistic but that life wasn't recognized yeah. valued yeah yeah I, I, absolutely and that, that that's the thing the thing that you know you keep coming to over and over again it's about the importance of acknowledgement and, and i think that the acknowledgement needs to come first um and then it's whatever the individual family potentially wants to do after that, or, or or doesn't want to do i mean you're talking about a huge range of circumstances i mean i mean you know there are a huge number of the deaths of the children that that, that, that were you know bad luck or bad chance or, or accidental or you know they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and and, and in some cases there's nothing that can be done i mean there, there's one family said one father said to me um you know you know, I wish we had a case. I really wish we had a case. And I, I, I follow all those other families on the news that can take cases and that can do something. But I said, if that was me, I'd be up in that court every day. But I'd be doing everything. But he says, you know, it, it was just an accident. You know, there's nothing that, that we can do. And there's do that about sense this. of powerlessness. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what has been the effect on the families from you talking with them? Um, the 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 effect on on them. I'm 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 not sure to be honest. Um, I I think um gratifyingly i suppose um everybody that we've spoke spoken to has been so so positive um almost embarrassing to an extent because pe people will and again again this goes back to it's not about me or it's not about joe it's about it's about the children it's about the the, the family stories um but i mean time and time and time again you know families would, would thank us you know and thank us repeatedly um and say things like um you know, you know, thank you for, for listening, you know, thank you for being interested, you know, and, and there's something terribly sad about that, because again, that feeds back to people feel like they haven't been listened to, and people feel like nobody has wanted to hear, and nobody has wanted to hear, to hear those stories, um, so I, I, I would hope, I mean, I know there's cases that it's been really difficult, um, for families, um, and I mean, a lot of the people that we spoke to, we've been put in contact with them through various groups who are able to offer kind of follow-up counselling and things. And sometimes it's just a matter of, um, I mean, there, there was a wonderful um, gentleman who I was talking to last week whose who's son, um, son, son had been killed. And, um, you know, I, I said I'll, I'll, I'll give him a ring back this week. And sometimes it's just a matter of having a chat on the phone and, and, and talking and talking through, through things with people. Um, I mean, a thing funny sometimes people will will say to you things like um you know you know aren't you just kind of dragging up the past or are you just reminding people about terrible things that they prefer to forget and and you know the, the, there's that's nonsense in a sense because there's not a single one of one of these people I, I would say there's not a single person in, in this place that we live in who, who has lost a loved one in the troubles for, for whom that that is not always with them you know mm. I know in the case of the children that it, it is always always with them you know um I mean hopefully I was, we've I was helped to give them a voice yeah I was reading a quote this week from Senator Mark Daly where he said well there isn't a danger of re-traumatizing people because people are still traumatized yeah yeah very 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 much so very, very much so and and the, the the idea I mean there's one mother who said you know the the, the idea that that you know you're bringing anything back is just ridiculous because it is it is it is always there i mean if, and i mean of course it's always there you know that's your child you know of course of course it's always there um so i think one of the things that we're really overwhelmed by has been that i think willingness of of, of people and people who've you know I mean, as I said at the start, this is kind of the worst thing that can ever happen to you in your life pretty much to to lose a child um you know, but people have been so open and so trusting um and so willing to share and, and and i suppose have seen i think the value in, in what we're trying to do that this is about it, it it's about acknowledgement um i mean the fact that there there is no 
complete list of all of the children who were killed in the Troubles is remarkable. I mean, this was a conflict that happened in Western Europe at the end of the 20, 20th century, you know. The, the, the fact that even that doesn't exist, I think, is, is, is remarkable. Acknowledgement was one of the issues. The lack of stories is the other issue, though, perhaps. I, I was very struck that one of the participants in The Crack of Everything was saying that she was still herself a young person, one of her relatives had been killed, but she hadn't known the story until she was involved in that project because it was almost as if it was a guilty secret in the family, even though there was no sense in which it should have been guilty, you know, that it's just yeah. one of those repressed secrets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and yeah, and that, that that's very true. And I think that goes back to the way in which it was dealt with and wasn't dealt with mm. at, at the time. And, and I think, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm no expert um on this but just anecdotally from from the, the number of families that we've spoken to um you know that there seems to be almost um you, you it's almost as if very very broadly speaking there were two ways of dealing with it there were some families it would have been discussed and then in other families it, it simply wasn't and, and, and for, for for siblings um mm. i mean in, in in one case you know there were siblings who you know siblings who would share they would have shared the same bed and suddenly you know the the sibling that they shared the bed with was 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 gone and they were just sort of sent to bed that night and that was it and it was never talked about again and, and because the parents didn't want to cause them yeah, upset yeah but... it, exactly and they want to protect them and, and I mean and I mean all of this was done you know it was done for the best of motives and it was it was you know I mean it, it was it was ordinary people you know coping with a completely extraordinary circumstance I mean I mean you know you know, you've you have families to trying to raise their children, and suddenly, you know, they're they're in the middle of this, uh, with no help, no support. So they're all trying to do the best they can, um. And I mean, siblings again would would say things like, "Well, then, well, we didn't want to mention it because you know we knew it upset my mammy." For example, would be a really kind of common thing. So we didn't talk about it, and you know, so that there are all these kind of things within families. Trying and did to you feel that some other. some of the families bonded more as a result of talking to you about the stories? Um. I, 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 you know, to be honest, it's it's it, it, it's hard to say, um, because um, I mean, we m would have been, I mean, where possible, we tried to go and talk to everybody in person. So you might only have have seen that group or that family group in person once. It's it's hard to compare, but I mean, I know, for example, there there was one particular family where um, there there had been, I think there had been five, there had been five or six siblings, um, and the eldest brother had been had been killed, and all of the siblings came together to talk. Um, and all of the siblings were it was the one thing that had really really bonded them together and it was it was wonderful actually that they they did kind of so bonded them together um i mean the the flip side of that sometimes is that there were children sometimes who had nobody to speak for them um because they might have i mean there there was one child who was killed very near the start of the troubles who had only one 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 sibling uh one sister who who was who who was had since died herself. Um, you know, his mother had been widowed. You know, there was just no no family left. You know, and that's that. That's sad. And um, going back to the personal game, what do you feel you've learned from this process? Um, I think um, I I I think certainly probably a, a deeper understanding of the extent to which all of this still affects where we are um in, in Northern Ireland at the moment. You know, and again, I mean, you know, a, a, as a journalist in the north, you know. Um, I mean, my whole career so far, you, you know, you've been looking at stories like this, you've been following stories, you've been reporting stories like this. So, you know, in, in a way, it's inescapable. But I think, um, you, 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 I think it just underlined that. Yeah, it, it's the extent to which 
our recent past it, it is inescapable and I suppose it's also um a conviction that, that something needs to be done about it. Now I say something because I don't really know what that is and I mean people have tried and tried and tried again. I mean th this phrase sort of dealing with the past um you know it, you know cannot be dealt with I mean I mean it almost gives gives the impression that it's something that you know oh we'll just deal with that and we'll sort out and then it'll be fine and, and one of the things that I did learn from the families is you know you know in a sense a lot of this is never ever going to be dealt with because it can't be it can't be dealt with. Um, but but what you can try and do is you can try and make it better. You can try and do 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 something. And, and I think I mean even if you look at where we are at the moment, um, you know politically, um, you, you know legacy as as it's termed is one of the things that continues to bedevil things like you know political settlement things like, you know figuring out where where we go in in Northern Ireland. And I mean. You know, it's not my place to try and figure that out. And I mean, far far better people than me have 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 tried repeatedly. I mean, it's hugely hugely complex. But the the thing that I always go back to is um, two interviews actually that I did when I worked for the BBC. Um, and it was one one was with um, it was with two sisters, and one had had a brother who was in the UDR who had been shot by an IRA sniper and killed, and the other had a brother who was uh, a member of the IRA who had been killed um by, by by the British Army. Um and both what and what we did actually was we, we played the two interviews without identifying who the people were and who the victims were. Um and when you listened to them without that knowledge, all you heard was you heard two sisters who talked about how family life had been destroyed, um, talked about the effects on their mothers um, talked about the fact that, you know, their brothers weren't there, you know, to see them get married, to, to see their nieces and nephews, to have children of their own, you know, and, 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 and it was, it was, it was loss and, and it, it was the impact of the troubles on a really human level. Uh, and only at the end did we say who the two individuals were and, and, you know, the, the context in Northern Ireland is that inevitably once, once then you say who the people are, people then start, you know, the what about or he starts, you know, and, and the distinctions start to be made. Um, and, you know, I, th I think if you're asking in terms of what did I come away from in this, it, it, it's that, you know, that, that, that you know, for families, you know, gr the gr grief is the same, pain is the same for, you know, for a mother who has, who has lost a child. It doesn't really matter what the circumstances, it doesn't matter at all what the circumstances are, you know, it, I mean, you know, the deaths of all, of every single one of those children was 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 wrong and it was it you know it, it it should it should never have happened and um you know can that inform something in terms of where we go from here i i i, I don't know um and did you observe any reconciliation as as a result of of people telling their experiences um i i, I think i i think that helps i think it does help again you know difficult in the context that, that we were working in because it was sort of individuals or interviews specifically for the purpose of the book but I mean from from other work I've done for example with things like the Unheard Voices project in, in Craigan um, I, I, I think talking about it in all circumstances helps and again you know I'm far from an expert but you know I, I, I've seen for example in, in Unheard Voices there's women from from um, both backgrounds um, coming together and just talking as women and, and then and that's actually then how they connect and if you connect on the small stuff you know like you know just the comfortability of the experience yeah yes. yeah exactly you know worrying about you know you know you know listen my son's you know he's not doing great at school or you know you know how, how do I support the family or you know 
it's it's the commonalities of human experience you know that's where you build the connections um and, and i think i mean there's been some wonderful examples of that with some of the families that we've that we've spoken to um you know some people have been really um i suppose proactive um in 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 terms of things like that um maybe slightly outside the scope of what of what, what we did but i think um you know some of the some of the efforts towards reconciliation also some of the the, the forgiveness um on the part of some of the families has been um remarkable i mean i mean i've never been in that position that you know um you know thankfully i mean there was nobody in my family who who was 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 killed um and but but equally you're aware from this that sometimes that that's actually just chance you know it 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 could could just easily have been but thankfully we were never in that position so i can't speak for anybody who is um but i do know sometimes i mean that the levels of of forgiveness i mean what one man spoke about um how he he thinks he has received phone calls from from the man that he thinks um killed his daughter um and it, and it was an accident and he didn't hadn't meant to do it and it was accidental um but the, that he he got these phone calls late at night and this this man would would cry and and he just said how 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 sorry he was you know um and and that father's view view on that was just that you know you know well look he he he's suffering you know and that that's a tragedy too that that he he's suffering um and you know, it, it was a privilege, actually, I would say, to have, you know, I mean, I mean, all, all over Northern Ireland and, and further afield, you know, people welcomed us into their homes and they shared with us, you know, the, the worst moment of, of their lives. And, and they trusted us with that and they trusted us with, with, with their memories, with their really precious memories. um, And that's and that's, you know, it, it's a privilege. And again, you know, I said, you know, you need to try and get away from thoughts like, um doing them justice but actually that's that, that that's the motivation that you know you, you want to you want to do the to do the children justice and do do their memory justice and to give them the acknowledgement yeah. and to tell the yeah. stories and yeah. clearly you feel the yeah. process is valuable oh yeah I, I, absolutely absolutely I mean, I mean even from a purely you know historical point of view or even purely a matter of setting the record straight you know you know there, there are names in that book that have not some of them have not really been publicly recorded anywhere or publicly acknowledged because you know? they weren't for example included in lost lives yeah yeah think things like that and and that's that's because of um just differences in criteria sometimes or, or, or things like that but but you know from 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 the point of view of the families you know that that acknowledgement is just so significant and and you know when the book comes out which is going to be out in october but you know there's going to be a real sense of pride but also I think of significance that you know there's going to be a book that's going to sit on on a table or a bookshelf that actually that just records them you know that, that there's something concrete that everybody can can read that says you know that that, that, that they were here and, and, and they're, they're not just um the, the example I, I always give there there's um there, there's a boy in the book called James Comey who was um he was one of two children who were um among the victims of the McGurk's bar bombing in Belfast um and um in in lost lives there, there's there's one there's one line you know there's very little's been been written about him um and that's not through anybody's fault it's just the way you know it, it's 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 the nature of newspaper reports at the time when we had atrocity on that scale um you know inevitably sometimes there isn't that detail um but i spoke to um somebody in, in i asked somebody in regard to to this particular child to jimmy um and his face just lit up and he said you know the thing that all the other children said about him they said 
that he was he was their, their hero, he was the other children's hero. If there was something gone wrong, if there was something with the adults that needed to be sorted out, he was the boy they would go to, he was the one that would sort him out. And suddenly you see him as a as a character, as an individual, as a person, rather than just, you know, a name with all those other names. And and I think I think that that's the significant thing. Freya McClements, thank you very much indeed. Thanks to Freya for taking the time to meet with Paula. So Paul, again, um, we're having similar themes coming up in a mm. lot of these interviews. Justice, criminal justice system, the truth and acknowledgement again keeps coming back. Yeah, this word acknowledgement is just so important that people feel that they've been forgotten about, that the deaths of the people who meant so much to them has not been recognised, not been valued, not been acknowledged. Mm. And, and you know, there's no, there was no purpose to them dying, you know, and, mm. and they are forgotten about other than by the people in those families. And in some cases, there's almost no one left, or perhaps in some cases, no one left within the family to remember. And that in itself is a sort of tragedy as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, trauma yet again comes up. And um, I think Freya talks about re-traumatising people, which is impossible because trauma just exists. Yes, yeah. yes. And I, I, was, I was very affected by this, the story that, uh, that, 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 that Freya told there about when she was a BBC journalist and she <laughs> talked about the person who had died who had been in the UDR and the person who died who had been in the IRA. And they played the clips on the radio without identifying who was who. Mm. And the reality is for the relatives, for the people who are left behind, the people who are grieving in the family, it doesn't matter what the background, the reason for those deaths was. It's the, the, the trauma of those deaths and the experience, which is the same whatever happened in terms of the people's own lives experiences. Yeah. And she highlighted that and the main, one of the main learnings for herself was that the, the past still affect her present. And also that this phrase that's used so glibly about dealing with the past, I mean, Freya says very clearly, you cannot deal with the past. For the people affected, you can't deal with the past. Mm. But what I think it needs to be said is that it is essential that we try and learn from the experiences of the past. And, and I think that has to be in the context of this you know, a very intensive series of television programmes that are being put out by BBC yeah. Spotlight at the moment, which I think is going to be the most comprehensive attempt at telling the story of the Troubles. And clearly that will upset people because it's making certain allegations that people will be rejecting. But we need not simply to have different views of what happened in the past, but we also, as best as possible, need to have some objective understanding of the events of the past and what happened and... Mm. I hope that these series of interviews have contributed to that, and I'm confident the Spotlight series documentaries will do that as well. Yeah, and Freya talked about the privilege of mm. recording these stories as well. Yes, that's right, and I think that is true. I mean, for Freya as a journalist, for myself as a journalist, I mean, where you are, where you play a role in telling the stories about what's happened and helping people to learn, and for Freya to help people to... to uh, uh, deal with their own trauma by telling stories which have been repressed, suppressed. Uh, clearly, the work that Freya has done, just as the work that Joe Egan and Juliet Campbell in the previous mm. uh, podcast interviews, the work that, uh, that these women have been doing is, I think, incredibly important and needs to be acknowledged and recognised okay. and valued. So keep an eye out for the, the soon-to-be-published Children of the Troubles that Freya has written along with Joe Duffy. So 
that's it for this episode. But just before we go, we need to tell you about an event that we're holding as part of Good Relations Week on Wednesday, the 18th of September, 2 o'clock at Hollywell Trust. We're going to do a highlights um, or the pull out some of the main themes from our, our Forward Together podcast. And we'll be joined by a panel made up of Dennis Bradley, Maureen Hetherington and Julianne Campbell, all past interviewees for the, um, the Forward Together podcast. Are you looking forward to it, Paul? Absolutely. I think it'll be very interesting. Mm, okay. So that's it. Uh, thank you for listening and look out for the review that's coming soon. The Community Relations Council for Northern Ireland supports this podcast through its media grant scheme and core funding programme.